To the wonderful and less discerning listeners of the Cabbie Presents podcast, welcome back. We are changing it up this week and featuring an athlete who excels in the beautiful game, as you read in the description and title of this podcast. She will compete in the FIFA World Cup in June for Canada in host nation France. So let's begin our deep dive into Team Canada soccer. And by deep dive, I mean let's superficially graze the surface of analysis like leg burn on the field after a slide tackle or a fancy redirect without the shin pads on. Like, we'll scrape some of the skin, but we're not going down to the bone. My guest joins me in the studio right now. But we're looking for a personality and a distinctive voice. I am tickled to death at what an idiot I am. Make fun of myself before someone else made fun of me. Have you ever been potty? <laughs> I am right now. You always want to do stuff that is different and challenging. Is this fiction? What's happening here? But I need you to talk for like 15 minutes. Please. <laughs> this is the Cabbie Presents Podcast. The last time I saw this young lady, we were at a charity event for a youth shelter in Toronto. Shout out to YWS and shout out to Judy LaRue. She was generously donating her time for the cause and I was over generous with my commentary on the mic. Basically doing way too much. I got as many laughs on the mic as I would score on the final exam in advanced macroeconomics theory at Princeton University, which is her alma mater, by the way. She possesses the clutch gene, which has propelled her to stardom in our country, scoring giant goals in international competition for our national women's soccer team. Notably against France in the 2012 Olympic Games, which earned Canada a bronze medal. She scored the game winner, Diana Matheson. Welcome to the Cap Presents. Wow, thanks podcast. for having me. That was a great intro. Economics, oh. clutch, and you mentioned my Aunt Judy. I feel like that's <laughs> the best intro I've ever had. Well, I, pre- well, I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, big shout out to Youth Without Shelter. Yes. And Aunt Judy. Okay, so uh, using revisionist history, was there a player on your Princeton team that may have had a mom like Aunt Becky from Full House or an our, uh, actress Felicity Huffman that perhaps had dropped off a FedEx envelope with like 67 grand to get them to a school, a shady school official to get their kid on your soccer team in your Princeton university. You know what? I haven't thought about this and I feel like I need to think about it now. I'm going to go back through my yearbook and figure out exactly who got in that way. Who was there a teammate that you're like, yeah, this person has skill, but like, uh, did they earn their way? Like they had the Photoshop pictures of them playing soccer, but (laughs) they never really played soccer. Back then, it w- oh, I know. I guess there was there was digital Photoshop. I was thinking like, oh yeah, it would have been way worse though. Oh yeah, you'd, you'd be just, able to tell. You would have seen like the cutout lines like, yeah. around the person's uh, the person's body, and it would have been printed and then mailed in, probably. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so is there one person? <laughs> no, I'm not naming any of my. Well, you have the name. You probably the... at all our our rival schools. Probably at Yale. Probably at Harvard, but not at Princeton. Well, I think Yale was implicated. I think yes. We didn't. We didn't have any uh, parents who were like also like B-list celebrities trying to get their kids in either. So I but, can't point any. But leaders. there were some legacy kids who come from this is generational true. wealth that go to Princeton. Yes, people are getting in for all sorts of reasons that probably aren't the best academic Princeton reasons. <laughs> Myself included, got in for soccer. So yeah, but you earned your way onto the team. You earned your way on the school. I mean, you're a phenomenal athlete. There were just like I don't know what Laurel Matheson was doing behind the scenes. <laughs> I Matheson. I don't know if she's innocent. Listen, have Who we knows? Checked, have we checked Laurel Matheson's offshore account? She was mailing in loonies and toonies, <laughs> I think, in the early two thousands to Princeton. The Maybe. dollar was terrible then. I wouldn't have gone in for sure. Right. 
Would have been a terrible bribe. I wonder if she, um, Laurel Matheson, was in on like the Brex moment, like the Brex scandal. Maybe she like sold <laughs> yeah. a, or like Corel like got out early and just accrued a bunch of wealth that you don't know off the books. And then yeah. that uh, what was I think uh, William Singer was the guy's name, like the criminal mastermind behind this whole uh, this whole shady academic um, scandal. When the news broke of the federal investigation into the college coaches taking bribes scandal, which was geniusly called Operation Varsity Blues. Um, you thought what being a former collegiate athlete? I actually kind of missed the story. I feel like my Did coach you? in Utah told me about it, and I had no idea what she was talking about. I don't. Oh. I guess I was in my athlete bubble, or I was moving to Utah or something, and I kind of missed it. Well, it broke in February, so were you? Oh, maybe we were in Portugal. Oh, right. Yeah. So then I was checking in a bit in the news, but then that was just to see if we still had a prime minister. I kind of missed the college stuff well you think uh, you think our prime minister would have uh, i guess over the SMB, there's, there's, yeah there's a bit going on then when we were in portugal yeah right i mean it's not just like a black or white thing it's some shades of gray in yeah, that yeah. whole that whole situation which i don't know i i can't articulate enough because i i don't I'm this not is a political informed. podcast right no, that's why not, i came yeah, today no, no, no we get about economic as, and political podcast listen we get about as political as cookie monster deciding which cookies he wants to eat. He uh, wants all the cookies. He does want all the cookies. And some people want all of the money. The Women's World Cup begins on uh, June 7th to June to July 7th in France. And how many World Cups will this be for you? This will be my fifth World Cup. What? Knock on wood. Yep. I'm no Formiga. Formiga from Brazil. This will be her seventh World Cup. She's, wow. She's a legend. That yeah. is, she's <laughs> Icon, like the amount of the amount of talent and just uh, longevity you have yeah. to have. See, it's interesting that you say that because in like the I'm just going to segue quick to basketball, which is unrelated to soccer. Um, in the Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate, I always factor in the sustained excellence and the longevity of LeBron's career. I mean, he's not making the playoffs this year, but he's been the best player for like a decade. And my dude is, I think he's your age. I think he's. 33, maybe 30. I'm sorry, you're 23. Um, but he's ageless. Yeah, no, Formiga, ageless. Formiga is ageless. <laughs> As are you. As uh, is Christine Sinclair. She's a year older than me, and she, I mean, she played every minute in the in her professional season last year. Like probably very few players in the league did that, let alone a 35-year-old who's breaking records. I see, I like how you, you deferred right there. That's that's very Canadian mm, of you. Well. And she's gonna have like oh, what like, what is she like? Close to three hundred caps, ish. Yeah, probably? she's getting she's getting closer. And yeah. then close to two hundred goals, I think. Are you close to three hundred caps? No, I just got uh, two hundred. Congrats! Thank you. Congrats! And I'm only the second player to get two hundred. And really? then there's For our and then there's Sinky, who's about eighty ahead of that. Yeah, she's crushing it. See, if you didn't have knee knee troubles, then you would have been right there. You'd have been almost like, Sinky. Sinky started when she was sixteen. Too, so I, I joined, I was almost 19, so she had a couple years of me. Oh, okay. The young kids, I think, will have a chance, like the ones that have started 16 years old. And we play a lot more games now than we used to, so they might have a chance of catching Sinki. We'll see. We'll see in 10 to 18 years. Which young kids do you think have the best chance at that sustained longevity and excellence? Oh, oh man, so many on our team right now. I mean, Kadisha Buchanan, Ashley Lawrence, Jesse Fleming, Jordan Heidema, all those young crew who kind of got in in their teens and are already a staple on the team. I think if they can last, they'll crush it. Canada's in Group E, E for effort. We have uh, Cameroon, New Zealand, and the Netherlands in our group. June 10th, we play Cameroon. June 15th, we play New Zealand. 
June 29th, we play the Netherlands. The team on paper that presents the most challenge for Canada is? Yeah, I would have said, I will say, the Netherlands. They're the highest ranked team in our group. They won Euros last time around. They had a rough tournament in the Algarve. Um, but I think that means we can't underestimate them still. They're always a tough team, and they've won tournaments recently. The um, Okay, you mentioned earlier about some young bucks on your squad. I don't know if you call them young bucks. That's just an expression that I use. We do, do you, not call them that. You don't call them young bucks? Do you call no. them youngsters? What do you call them? Like when, when you and Sinky are speaking about your, like some some kids, are kids, are, are teenagers, right? Like yes, is jo- Jordan's a teenager? Yep. And Julia Ju- Grosso, also a teenager. Is Deanne a teenager? I think she just turned 20. So, so Julia and Jordan. Yeah. Um, so yeah, what do you guys? What do you refer to as the babies? Like, what do you guys? What do you guys refer to them as? I don't know. If we, uh, maybe we say young guns sometimes. Young I think, guns? I think I like I've guns. said that. I'll have to ask them what I should call them. What does your role as an OG on Team Canada look like? Uh, I just try and, you know, cliche, but set the example. I think all us veterans have been around a while, and we just try and set the tone of what we want the team to look like. You know, just walk the walk and. And let the young ones see what you're doing, and hopefully they'll they'll want to follow what we're doing, and just try and be that steady example for everyone. So setting the tone, like off the field, does that mean like you guys are like, okay, we're doing karaoke nights for team bonding, or we're gonna go mm-hmm. see Captain Marvel, or um, when we go to dinner, even though um, Five Guys and uh, In and Out Burger, uh, those are delicious, Shake Shack, delicious. We're going to have healthier options. We're going to eat sushi or we're going to eat these lean turkey breasts or whatever the frig. Is it like that kind of setting the tone? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's everything. It's, it's on the field in games. You're communicating. You're leading, setting with example and training. We're trying to set the example with intensity. Off the field, we're making sure, you know, we're connecting in our units, watching video, having meetings, those things. And we're making sure we're having fun, too. Like, we have a fun culture. We like to play games. Uh, we like to play Werewolf, which is a great uh, group game. We've which gotten is a little. What? We like to do puzzles. Okay, hold on. Werewolf. Yes. Uh, it's uh, it's like a group game where you all are sitting in a circle. You're in a village. There, you're all villagers, or you say you're all villagers, and then amongst you there are four to five werewolves and various other roles, and you have to try and figure out who the werewolves are. By doing what. Just observing people, seeing how people are acting. So during the day, the villagers all uh, talk amongst themselves. They can elect someone to be voted out of the village because they think they're a villager. Village votes on them, and then you find out what they are. And then there are nights where the werewolves get to pick a villager to kill. It's intense. There's a lot of strategy. We've gotten very, we've gotten too good at it. Probably we know each other a little too well. Right. Yeah. It's it's. So yeah. a lot of poker faces and a lot of misdirection. It's like. Yeah. Uh, wait, now, is this a game where it's like audible, like you can actually communicate with people? Like, yes. And then you have your own little like, separate tribal councils. Like, I think this person's, I think. This yeah, you talk with your this. neighbors and then you have to decide whether you trust your neighbors or not and so on and so on. You know the good liars on the team. You know the people who like being werewolves and the people who don't like being werewolves. Who likes See being how, a werewolf? Uh, Deanne Rose really <laughs> likes being a werewolf. She says she doesn't, but she does. Nichelle Prince does not like being a werewolf because she's the nicest human being in the world. Right. But she's a werewolf a lot. So once you guys um, kick a villager out that you believe is a werewolf, and what yep. if they're not a werewolf? Um, then, they, then you've killed a villager. Oh. Yeah. So And, by- and it, when, as soon as there's more wolves than villagers, the wolves win. And 
if the villagers kill all the wolves, villagers win. Now you, I should work for this company. I think I've just sold some games right now. <laughs> Wait, but how do we, if, if if they're part of the game is being deceitful? Yes. What if someone lies? Like, oh, I'm I'm a villager. I'm not a werewolf. Like after you've excommunicated them from the village, what if they like? How do you know for sure who if, the four? Once or five... you've been kicked out of a village, you have to reveal your role for sure. Like you show your card and oh, you show you whether you're a card. Vill- you're given a card. Yeah, ah. you you do not choose a role. You are assigned a role. Okay. Yes. Okay. That sounds like a fun game. And it's does great it wait? Groups. Does it last multiple days or just one day? Okay, we're going to play this or one. Th- it, it could be anywhere from just... ten to thirty minutes, and then you can oh. you can play a couple times a night. Gotcha. Yeah. This episode of the Cabbie Presents podcast, featuring midfielder Diana Matheson of Canada's national soccer team, is proudly sponsored by the Cabbie Presents Archives. Spend some time down the rabbit hole in a deep dive on TSN's YouTube page where a few hundred hours of Cappy Presents episodes live in all their glory. If you're a soccer fan, we've got a few episodes with Team Canada and a bunch of videos with MLS players on Toronto FC, the Montreal Impact, Vancouver Whitecaps, and even David Beckham. If you like other sports, I've got you covered. Look for the TSN logo or search Cappy Presents on YouTube and you're good to go. Back to my conversation with Diana Matheson. With the Young Guns. Yes. On Team Canada. Um, as an OG, are you uh, monitoring social media accounts? Or do you just comment on a few posts just to let them know that you're, you're checking in? Um, I don't. Uh, we, have a, we have a very leaderful team. Lots of people are you know, in charge of looking after the Young Ones. So probably someone who's more social media active is keeping an eye on them than me. I shouldn't be in charge of them. You know what, though? The young ones now are way more savvy than they were, you know, six, eight years ago. Before, people were very naive about it. Now the kids that are growing up with it, like, they know what's going on, and they're very aware of privacy and branding and all those things. So I would more likely ask them about a post, probably. Like, is there an iMessage chat group or, or like, multiple smaller ones? Or, like, WhatsApp, because everybody's, like... Yeah, we got um, that WhatsApp group. Like Ashley's in Paris and you're in Utah. And, and there's, uh, the, the, there's the odd non-iPhone like, user. So we got the WhatsApp, yeah, for people all over with different phones. Wait, did you say these? there's the odd iPhone user? No, the odd non-iPhone user. Oh, yeah, user. that's me. I'm yeah. an Android user. Yeah. So I have those ugly green text bubbles. And so yes. when, and, I, and you probably do this too. I, I get judged on my face. I get shamed, actively shamed for being... <laughs> A so Samsung you're an Android user, user too? Yes. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so we, yeah, that's it, yeah. So we do get judged because our our text bubbles show up as green. And then Apple iPhone Apple's like beautiful blue, these like nice crystally blue and then the, like the sleek gray for the uh, iMessage users and then there's us. They made it like putrid green like vomit green on purpose to dissuade <laughs> and also to shame people that aren't I like green. So I like green too. Green is the color of money. money. Yeah. Money. yeah, you guys have a warm-up match um, friendly in May against Mexico. Yeah, May eighteenth. May eighteenth. Bemo Field in Toronto, so you can go to Ticketmaster.ca to get to get tickets. Um, Mexico's ranked in the top twenty or thirty. Maybe? Yeah, they're usually top twenty. Yep, top twenty. So for these warm-ups, like, uh, how many times have you guys all played together? By the way, against Mexico. No, or, sorry. No, the, the, our team. Because you, you kind of, you're, you're just like, as a, to quote again, I, I'm sorry to go back to LeBron, but LeBron, there's this, this phrase that was made popular this year called load management. 
So like he'd take a few games off just to, you know yeah. as for you know for maintenance. Yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like perhaps. I'm familiar with load management, yes. <laughs> That's right. Any going. older That's... player is familiar with load management, yeah. So then okay, so then how many how many caps games have you have you played with the full our full squad? Uh yeah. I mean this group, although it's a young group, a lot of them has kind of been together since twenty fifteen, probably, with the exception of the teenagers. I I think most of the group looks very similar to what it did in twenty fifteen. And if you look back at uh, Rio, that bronze medal winning team. I think it's probably pretty much the same team within a couple new, younger, very exciting faces. So that's a that's what you want to see going into a you tournament. Didn't, you didn't give me a number though. I uh, I don't know. We play like fifteen <laughs> games a year for Canada times three point three <laughs> years. I'm gonna say we've played thirty two matches together with a, a strong third, starting squad. I, I was like speaking 20, for the team. I, I've had a few injuries the last few years, so I would rather not put a name or, or a number on my, my own appearances in that squad. Listen, you know the internet is forever. People can go yeah. look if they if they want to. We, you guys can look that up for sure. <laughs> CanadaSoccer.com, I'm sure, has that information somewhere. I do not have any ninjas on staff, so I, I don't have their information available to me like right away, unfortunately. So I can't There's a guy that works for Canada Soccer named Richard Scott, and he would know that information probably off the top of his head. Shout so out to Richard Scott, wherever you are. Uh, is he cousins of Michael Scott from The Office? Likely, yeah. You know what? That's a show I ne- I've never seen an episode. Really? Is there is there a show that... It feels like everybody has seen that you've never seen an episode. I've never watched Mad Men. Me neither. Or Breaking Bad. Me neither. Or The Sopranos. Me neither. Did we just bring up best friends? Yes. I'm serious. I haven't. Like, if I don't get in episode one, like season one, episode one, yeah. then I don't like to play catch up. Like, I'm not. If I'm not in on the ground floor, I'm not taking the journey up the up the skyscraper. Yeah, it's too much of a commitment now. Do you ever, a friend of mine recently, uh, on the weekend, he was like, I'm going to rewatch Lost. And I was like, how do you have the time to rewatch TV shows? Although people, listen, what Netflix is spending $100 million on Friends because Friends is so like comfort food for a massive part of the audience. But I, I don't, do you, do you spend time or have you spent time rewatching TV shows? No, I'm not a big rewatcher. The only ones I'll rewatch are like the short 22 minute comedies. So, like for me, like Parks and Rec, 30 Rock, those ones I would rewatch for sure. Also, the young the young teenagers on our team don't even know what Friends is anymore. It's like tough pickings with those guys. The cultural references, right? Yeah, you got to keep it current. (laughs) Friends is old. Yeah, well, Friends I think debuted in the mid 90s. I think like I want to say like 95, 94, 95. So some of those kids weren't alive. Yeah, no. Yeah, Jordan. Like Jordan's Jordan, like Julia. a 2002, I guess. No. She's 17? Yeah. Jordan's 17? Yeah. And how old is Jules? Richard Scott is Jordan 17. <laughs> Julia Julia's a year older than Jordan. So it must be 18. The Algarve Cup. We played three matches in that, yeah? Yeah. And we've also played... Like, how how is it that we haven't surrendered any freaking goals this year, our team? Right? Like, yes. zero goals in five matches. That's what you need, need to win championships, I hear. Defense, right? Defense, so, yeah, we just need to score a few more goals. And, and the tournaments we've done really, really well are the ones where we are finishing the chances we create. Like, we did that in Rio. We did that in London. We weren't creating a ton, but we were finishing. So that's going to be the key. We know we've got... I mean, an incredible back four and a goalkeeper that teams aren't going to score a lot against us. So we just need to, to be precise when we have a chance. Watch the f*** out, Cameroon, Netherlands, 
And uh, are we allowed to swear on here? And also watch the f- out New Zealand group E for effort. Oh, one more thing. Yeah. Um, as a professional athlete with access to all kinds of athletic apparel. Yes. You're rocking. Uh, you guys can't see this obviously because it's an audio medium, but you're rocking a, a Canada zip up. How much of a sneakerhead are you? Oh, I'm not really. You aren't. Not huge, no. But um, so I do casually wear uh, Adidas. Okay. So I do love, you know, some Stan Smiths. Or I got the black Sambas on right now. So like those, I quite like right now. But I'm not, I'm not crazy sneakerhead, no. Stan Smiths or Rod Lavers? Which ones? Which one are the Rod Lavers? Rod Lavers are like the only problem with the Rod Lavers is the sole is too hard. So it kind of okay. when you're walking, it kind of feels like you're I would say on nothing plastic. beats a Stan. No, Smith, Stan Smiths yeah. are legit. I tell you, I got a pair of um, Adidas sent me a pair of Yeezys last year, and and I thought they looked like mom shoes. <laughs> <laughs> so Wait, I the just, chunky like, ones, like the wave yeah, runners, the those, chunky ones, those like blue and yellow. They were like and gray, green. and they had like a chunky sole. That, like, oh, okay, yeah, so those those are the those are the seven fifty boosts. Okay, those are, like, see, the, I don't know, but I didn't like them, so I didn't keep them, and no one else can fit into my size really, so I couldn't even give you? them away. I like a women's five or six. <laughs> are you? Yeah, so I just I put them in a donation bin. So I don't know what you got. Why well, you just gave away a pair of Yeezys like that? Yeah, but then like my teammates were telling me that like some kid probably got beat up for having Yeezys because someone was like those are expensive shoes. So now I feel bad that I put them in a donation bin. I mean, it's I don't yeah, it's possible, but like you got them right from Adidas, so they're a legit and b they're probably like one of the first runs of that of whatever colorway that you got. Do you remember what color they were? They were gray. Gray with the with the red stripe along the. I think they were just those? gray. Oh, just gray. Yeah. Yeah, those. I mean, you probably could have sold those on the on the like secondary market for like eight bills or a G. Maybe a, a kid somewhere has done that. Maybe hopefully. Yeah, and just, wasn't and wasn't beat up to get them from. Them. That that part of the sneaker culture, I just I don't know. I mean, you said you're not that much of a sneakerhead, so you probably. When you're on the road, you probably don't spend that much time in malls and like go to like I do. I just go to the mall and like see what sneakers. Like I was in, I was in San Jose, just at a random mall. I'm like, oh, let me go look at some Jays or look at some Yeezys or whatever. I'm looking at price tags: twelve hundred, fourteen hundred pair off whites, no. like sixteen hundred. Like what? That's like, not right. That is a like for a pair of shoes that looks like like my mom's walking shoes from the eighties, basically. <laughs> That's what they look like. Well, those those like I'm not into like the chunky sneaker yeah. look right now. Like the Balenciagas, obviously the Yeezys. Like they look like mom shoes. Do you imagine yes. pairing a, pairing mom shoes with like mom jeans? Yeah, I like, think that's back in style now, isn't it? Almost no mom jeans. They were for a bit. No, I'm uh, usually behind. So if they are in style, I'll wear them in like four years. <laughs> Well, things are cyclical. Obama took President Obama took a lot of heat for one one random day he was in mom jeans. Yeah, and the current president, if he ever wore jeans, they would for sure be mom jeans. This is a political podcast. No, I knew not. it. <laughs> Again, the only political affiliation is with Cookie Monster. Cookie Monster is my president. That's my guy. Um, Diana, thank you so much for um, spending some time. Thanks for having me. Always fun. I hope that uh, the load management issue. Um, yes is beneficial to your performance in June through July. Load management is going to get me through 2019 and 2020, for sure. That's yes, the plan. Yep. Right. Are we going to Tokyo? Yeah. Oh. I, the qualifying tournament will be after the World Cup, so either fall or spring of next year. That's usually when the Olympic qualifying is. So, But yeah, 2020 is on the radar. Tokyo. 
I apologize for saying we so much because I have zero athletic ability. I do You're not Canadian. Earn, I am Canadian. Yes, We're going to go. I suppose by birthright, I've earned the, um, the, uh, the privilege of saying we, but yes. I really have no other, no other skills. And I, de- I definitely could not have earned a scholarship to an Ivy League school to play anything other than Madden football on PlayStation nice. or Grand Theft Auto. They might have scholarships for that now. I think they do for esports. Yeah. With these kids with the headsets yeah. and the chairs. and There's money in that, man. Like, how come none of them have, like, Cheetos fingers? Remember playing <laughs> video games? And there's always they're, a bowl No, they're, of... they're probably high performance now. Like, that was the old school video Fair. game days. Now they're probably, like, all vegan and eating performance foods for their matches. <laughs> they're all on Adderall and friggin'... Uh... Do you think they get drug tested? They should. No they should. Those, those kids are, like, this is obviously this basis I've... I have no uh, foundation for this statement, but I'm sure just like crushing. Yeah. Like remember nerds, yes. like the candy nerds, yes. probably eating Adderall like nerds. There's like a, a one side was the pink, the well, other side was like good. the blue. If I'm going to take this sport seriously, they're going to need to get drug tested. Where can people find you on on the gram if they want to um, take a peek at your life from time to time? Um, I am a little more active on the Twitter. Um, Not the gram. I think, <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm more of a tweeter. I I do put things on Instagram as like once a month. So usually 12 a year is a good number for me. But I'm dmatheson8 on both of the platforms. No spaces, dmatheson8. Yeah. Well then, ladies and gentlemen, please follow. And then follow our Team Canada as they pursue World Cup glory. Thank you very much for being on the Cabin Presents podcast. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Diana Matheson. This was Cabby Presents, the podcast.